overdoses, suicidal people, domestic violence. What does the public have a right to hear? Where's the line between public information and an invasion of privacy when it comes to police scanners? For decades, police departments have communicated through public radio to dispatch their officers, attracting a relatively small number of listeners. Technology has made it much easier. In 2012, with the launch of Broadcastify, the largest platform for streaming live audio, the company currently offers more than 7,600 live audio feeds in different cities across the country for police, for fire, EMS, aircraft, marine, and amateur radio communications. Broadcastify makes their feeds easy to access through its website and smartphone apps, reaching 50 to 60,000 listeners on a typical weekday evening. Ultimately, the platform offers the public transparency to what's going on in their own backyards, but is there a cost? Major cities, including Denver, San Francisco, San Diego, Baltimore, Chicago, New York, and Sioux Falls, are now encrypting their emergency public radio channels due to concerns of oversharing details about private civilians with a much wider audience. Publicizing names and addresses and phone numbers, it worries some in public safety. Encrypting radio channels from the public would mean that only authorized emergency professionals could access this information about an urgent matter in real time. We found several examples. For example, this, an elderly man in Wisconsin who was in distress. For a 70-year-old male that fell in the kitchen, unable to get up. Of course, one could argue that police scanners help the public identify individuals that might be a danger to themselves or to others. A violent, possibly mental elderly black male subject. I think he's walking with a stick or cane. He's going to be in front of the store or in all black buildings. But at what point does a radio channel that's meant to uphold public safety infringe on the private details of someone's, say, mental health? Repeat says that if she feels like committing suicide and is having suicidal thoughts, she's feeling violent. This is due to her husband cheating on her. Apart from the privacy considerations, might the widespread broadcasting of personal details cause hesitance in someone who needs help before dialing 911? Joining me now is the founder of Broadcastify, Lindsey Blanton. He's also the founder and CEO of Radio Reference. Lindsey, thank you for being here. This used to be a niche hobby. On my street lived the fire chief, uh, Chief Hall, Chief Carl Hall, wonderful guy. Like, they were the only ones that I remember as having a scanner. But now, lots of folks have access, including through your website. What changed? Well, obviously, the Internet and streaming uh, changed the, the hobby that, you know, we grew up with uh, almost 50 years ago, um, listening into our local public safety agencies uh, to bring it online just like uh, all streaming services. So that's really what's changed uh, in the hobby for those that listen to police scanners today. Can we make it clear that there's already some level of information that is not accessible, not shared, I, a, a SWAT team? And, and by the way, Ernesto Londano wrote a great piece in the New York Times about this. But explain what's off limits as things stand now. Yes, most agencies encrypt highly sensitive information, such as SWAT team operations and surveillance operations, or they'll use alternate means of communication, like cell phones or uh, other, other, other methods to communicate these highly sensitive operations. But for the general routine dispatch operations, most public safety agencies leave that in the clear 
for the public to monitor because there is a benefit to that to the overall general public understanding the day-to-day -day operations of their public safety agencies. And I'm one who believes that, you know, as they say, sunshine is a, is a great disinfectant. I, I like the public being able to provide some oversight role relative to public servants. But will you speak to some of the privacy concerns and considerations that I laid out in introducing this segment? Yeah, sure. It's definitely a concern. Um, most agencies, though, uh, do not uh, broadcast uh, names and addresses and specific personal information over unencrypted airwaves. They'll typically take that to channels uh, that Broadcastify does not allow. Um, so it would be a lot more different, uh, difficult for the general public to be able to hear that information. So the privacy concerns what are there, certainly. Yeah. What, what level of concern do you have about this trend toward encryption? Do you think that it's gone too far? I rattled off some of the larger areas that are already headed in this direction. You know, the, the public safety agencies have had encryption technology available to them for, you know, well over 40 years. There's been a trend to do that, but Broadcastify has also seen a trend of some of the largest cities in the countries who have gone to encryption actually make their live audio available to the general public through Broadcastify. Uh, cities like Chicago and Baltimore, who just recently encrypted their day-to-day -day communications, they provide a delayed live audio feed to Broadcastify because they see the benefit of the community hearing the day-to-day -day operations uh, of their agencies. When I read the story about this subject and started to think about it, I guess the greatest concern that I had is that it might cause hesitancy on the part of somebody who needs help because maybe it's an embarrassing predicament or maybe they worry that it'll be perceived as embarrassing. Maybe it's mental health, maybe it's domestic. I don't know what it is, but you don't want somebody not to dial 911 who's in distress. Your thoughts? You know, uh, it's no different than the media publicizing an event or, uh, you know, covering a story about somebody. Um, we're providing a service to the general public to keep them aware, keep them up to date on uh, what's going on in their local communities. You know, uh, at times during major events, hundreds of thousands of people will tune in to want to know what's going on. So uh, there's a public good to uh, the, the general public knowing what their local public public safety agencies are doing on a day-to-day -day basis. And uh, those agencies, they, they, they know that uh, the general public's listening and they're cognizant of that, so. Lindsey Blanton, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you, Michael.